1: She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework.
0: Okay, so today's guest on The Rework is the most special guest we've ever had on the show. Mr. Ivan Jones, my husband. Hello. I'm glad that you're here.
2: (laughs) Good to be here. Thank you.
0: I know that you would rather be shot than have to do this, but thank you for doing it. So, Ivan, tell our listeners just a little bit about what you did before you came and worked in the business. And,
2: well, I, after graduating college, I went to work in manufacturing and for a few different manufacturing firms, some steel fabrication, screen printing, electronic and semiconductor industries. And, then into the offset printing world. So had experience mostly in those areas and just was able to use my expertise that I had gotten from my degree in college and had a lot of fun doing it. That was exciting worlds and really fun. And then as the business was started and grown by Allison, we had talked about the possibility of working together at some point. And so we made the plan to do that. And it was over a period of years that we made that transition so that we could do it. And now here we are.
0: So we've been married for almost 22 years. Will be This October will be 22 years. And we are a blended family. So most of that college and career was before we met. And then when we met, you were working in the offset printing world and um, doing that. And so when we got married, we, we had the goal that we wanted you to be able to quit that and come and work in the business so that we could, what was our goal? I mean, we wanted more time freedom. We wanted to be able to, you know, if we wanted to travel, we wanted to be able to be able to travel and also kind of have all of our efforts and work going into something that was ours and not you know somebody else.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I remember how difficult it was to ever mesh together when it came to going on a vacation or scheduling time off anywhere around the holidays. And mostly because our, the businesses that we were working in or the industries had different ebbs and flows of, of timing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the timing of us getting away was almost impossible sometimes because we just, you know, when she could take off, I couldn't and vice versa.
0: Yeah. And with the kids, you know, we had so many kids and two special needs kids, it was just hard to get, for you to get time off and you know, so it just, it made it difficult. So, so when we first got married, I had my scrapbooking store, you were working in offset printing. And then in 2005, six ish, that's when I started the portrait studio. And we kind of had a goal. Like, I think we were thinking like, it'd be nice if in about eight years, we could get this to where we could go into business together. And that we really did almost exactly that. Cause it was 2013 when you, it's almost 10 years.
2: I know. It's crazy.
0: August, 10 years.
2: We said at the beginning, if we were still married after three months, then it might be the right thing. So here we are. We did honeymoon
0: (laughs) for a period of the first three months of when you came into the business, we did honeymoon, but then it kind of got hard. So so let's go back to that time, 2013. What was hard for you when you first came into the business? What was difficult that maybe that you could share with listeners and so that if they were going to bring their spouse into the business, maybe we could have done differently? or better.
2: Yeah. Well, I think having that vision of what the job responsibilities are going to be and how you're going to break those things out. Obviously you want each person to contribute with their strengths to the business and not have a you know redundancy. And so at first, you know, when I came, Allison and I were paired up in a, not in the same office, but we were just around the wall or around the corner from each other with kind of a partition wall between. I can hear you. And yeah, she could hear me when I was speaking on the phone. At that time, I was taking calls from clients and helping to schedule. And we found out that that was not a great plan because (laughs) I didn't usually say it the way that Allison would say it. And and I needed to take all these courses. That's probably why.
0: No, no, it it sounded something (laughs) like he would say, hi, this is Ivan with Allison Tyler Jones Photography. Your order is ready to pick up. And I would run around the corner and be like making the slitting your throat sign, like put them on hold, put them on hold, put them on hold. And he'd be like, what? I'm like, you don't say your order's ready to pick up. You got to say, we don't even want to let these go. They're so cute. This is so amazing. It's so great. I'm sitting here looking at these and your little girl's so amazing. He was used to being in the offset printing world. It was like, come pick up your freaking business cards and call it a day. You know? So it was very, he didn't know about the fluffy and the, like having to add in the extra layers of love on there. Although you are very fluffy as far as like caring and loving. Oh, well, so thank you you do have that layer but you never <laughs> had to use it in the business world
2: well and i uh, I had worked in sales for some time but yeah it was it's it was a different world the client was usually businesses rather than individuals right and so there was a lot of corporate speak that doesn't necessarily translate to the same with the portrait industry so it was a learning experience for both of us and trying to make sure we could each find our place in and find our, you know, the way to mesh things out in the right way. And so not too long after we started, I decided that I did not want to have the client scheduling appointment, scheduling opportunity. (laughs) So I, we found a, a way to change that up and it worked out better, but where I did find a lot of joy and where I am now is in the production side of things and and my job every day is so different. I'm doing constantly different things between printing, you know, fine art prints and canvases to shipping and receiving and you know, we in theory don't ship really that much, but we do from time to time for clients who have kids out of state or whatever. So there's a lot of varied things that I do and then working on the accounting side, helping pay bills and you know, collect monies from clients or whatever. So it's it's a great thing for me because I I love having different things going on and, and uh, not just the same day in and day out.
0: Right. That is true. And you're a good, the thing that I had to learn. So when you came into the business, you know, I knew I had all the business in my head. So it was okay. What probably for three years before you came into the business, it was like, well, what are you going to do when you come in? And you were saying, well, would you want me to shoot? Like, would you want me to learn how to shoot or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, I don't really see that happening. But you could do the bookkeeping or, you know, whatever. And so we kind of had to figure out like what your role was going to be. And now there's no way I could do it without you because of all the things that you do. And I also had to learn to value your skill set was so different than mine. And the way that you approach things is so different. You're definitely much more of a detail guy. And also you like to do one thing, do it well, and then move on. You don't like to multitask and do like lots of different things. Things at the same time. You like to do right. different things,
2: very much so.
0: Sequentially, <laughs> yes. So the first thing was realizing that we don't work the same, and you always valued me what I did, but I didn't always value you because I just thought you need to be faster and you need to think like me. And I had to realize, like, no, actually, you don't need another me. You need somebody that's better at you than all that detail, making sure that all the eyes are dotted and all the t's are crossed.
2: Well, and I think that comes into play, and she, I think you realize that more and more as you're looking for things that hopefully are filed in the places that they need to be or whatever. And so that's where I feel like my contribution has helped, you know, the detail part of it. But you need both. You need that broad stroke person and that visionary person that can go in and, and really see where the business needs to go and see what needs to happen to make it get there. But you also obviously have the other aspects too, where if you have those detailed people working along side by side, yeah, then you're able to find things that you need to find and gather information or have data that that is going to help you make those business decisions.
0: Right. And so anything that involves a spreadsheet, you know, you're an Excel guru, you're so good at that. And so that has been so valuable to be able to look at the data, not just raw data, but be able to interpret that into things that have meaning for us. So anywhere from session sales averages to going through and looking at clients and seeing, you know, who are our best clients and how can we make things even better for them? So that has been really valuable. The other thing that has been really valuable for me, once I allowed myself to see it, was I'd been doing a lot of things because I was the solopreneur or maybe had one helper, right? So you don't see your flaws. So you helped me see that in like a kind way, but you would like one of the things I really was really bad at was I wanted to completely change everything every single year. Like I would go to imaging, I would listen to somebody talk and I would be like, okay, we're changing CRM software. We're changing, like, we're going to just change everything this year. We're going to change this, 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 there'd be a list of 10 or 20 things I wanted to change. And you would say, okay, this is awesome, but how about like this and this is already working. So how about we keep that? And let's not keep pulling up the plants to see if the roots are growing. Like, let's.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, we had a, that was one thing too, when I first came on board, that was a daunting task in my mind was just trying to come up with something where we could manage the business data better and make things more efficient, but also be able to really gather the information that we needed without doing this hodgepodge of six different programs, which, I guess to some degree, we still are doing a little bit, but we have narrowed the field and get more and more information out of a few tools instead of this myriad of tools. And so when I got there, my past experience with other manufacturing companies was to help integrate those systems, uh, software systems and inventory systems and you know, a lot of things pertaining to those manufacturing worlds, but they definitely are similar in in our world too, because we have to keep track of all this stuff Mm -hmm. that we we are going to store or make, and we have to know what our costs are, just like any other manufacturer does. So even though we look at ourselves as, you know, a fine art portraiture, and it seems to have more of an artsy feel, the whole back end of this system is manufacturing without a doubt. And so we got into our software that we were using and tried that for a while. And we went through an iteration of what, maybe three mm-hmm. different software groups and finally came up with the the one that we liked. And then just the really one that put, you liked. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't, Allison wasn't real gung ho about it. But as we've gone on further, we've realized that it's it's something that has helped us to refine our methods and Give us a lot of more data and freedom to manipulate and, and look at the numbers in the ways that are going to help us, I guess is the best way to say it.
0: Well, right. And and I think that if you're deciding between CRM software and you are in a partnership or you're in with your spouse, I finally realize whoever's going to be using that the most is the one that kind of needs to finally make the call because I'm not in there using it as much as you are. Like that's your life, you know, you're in it all the right. time. So it needed to be something that you felt like you liked and understood, and it was powerful enough to do all the things that you were doing. So, yeah. so it's Stratus Studio Plus is what we're using. Correct.
2: Yeah. Yep. yeah. And I guess the big draw to them in the beginning, and I'm not paid by Stratus or Studio Plus. Whatever. No,
0: certainly not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the big draw was that they have more of an open system that we could literally export anything pretty much of our data out to Excel or other programs and be able to put it in a way that is a way that we could read easier or do with. you know They don't have all these great reports, every kind that we wanted. And so we do have times when we'll export some things to get into Pumpkin Plan or other things that we use to try to make sure we're right. analyzing our data in the correct right. way. Right. So
0: in Pumpkin Plan, what he's referring to there is from Mike McCallowitz's book The Pumpkin Plan and he has an Excel spreadsheet that you can go onto his website and download that for free and it's just a way to rate your clients based on not just revenue but also how much they refer and you know there're a lot of different metrics and and you can give them a grade and that way you can figure out like who are your top 10 or 20% of your clientele and And really that's who you should be building your business around. So Stratus has allowed us to be able to get that information out so that we can get in and and massage it. Yeah. But I don't think it's pretty and I don't love it because of that. So that's, (laughs) so it doesn't have to be pretty because you love it.
2: Right. And it looks and feels so much like a spreadsheet world, which I'm extremely comfortable with. Other people who aren't, it's going to be much more cumbersome, you know, they're not going to like it as much, but you know, along the lines of pumpkin plan, it was great because we started finding a lot of things about our clients that that we hadn't paid attention to. You know, Mm -hmm. we knew that Allison always had a good handle on who our big clients were and who's spending the money, who's referring people. But when we really started to dig into those numbers with real data, it opened her eyes too a lot to where she's like, oh my gosh, this person doesn't spend much at all. And I kept thinking they're not as high in the tree as they should be, but they were referring a ton of clients who were spending lots of money. And I'm—I know she's talked about that in other yeah. uh, other webinars, but that was a huge eye opener. And then the other thing too is being able to do scheduling. And I and and Studio Plus has a great feature where I can export information into a spreadsheet. And I've come up with a scheduling spreadsheet where I can we can see the detailed orders each item. And it's again very cumbersome. It's not something she likes looking at. But it's something that has helped us so that we don't have things fall through the cracks and we can keep on top of things that right. are supposed to be done. So from
0: a production angle, he basically has a spreadsheet that just tracks everything in every order, has a line at him, and then it, it's backwards scheduled so that he can keep track of all of that, which makes his heart happy.
2: Yes, and it's color-coded, so it's a quick glance. You can see if things are, you know, it'll tell you if something's running behind or whatever, because it'll color code it in a shade of pink, <laughs> or something that you can say, oh, okay, I got some things running behind. So it's a real nice tool for me. And, and I've been trying to fine tune it. But oh, when we have production meetings or anything, we a lot of times we'll go through that just to make sure again, that we don't have something slip through that. And it has caught a lot of things before they slip through the cracks, which is a blessing for us and for our clients.
0: So that attention to detail, that ability to like see that you're willing to get into the weeds and go and have, you have the patience to figure something out so that you're tracking it all. And I simply don't have that. That's not in my DNA. So that is a huge benefit. The other benefit is that you have a good head for seeing like a big picture as well, though, because like, for example, we were doing a promotion not long after you came into the business. And I said, okay, well, I just want to put this up on Facebook and like do this mini session thing that I was doing at the time. And uh, I think it was like holiday card day. And so I said, okay, we need to get this out there. We want to get a bunch of people in. And I said, but I don't want to attract a bunch of people that just only want the cards. Like I want to get good people in. And you said, well, why don't you just call and try to fill it with all of your best people first, give them the first dibs on it. And then once you've got it filled with those people, then open it up for anybody else that might want it. And then maybe you'd get somebody new out of that. And that sounds so simple. And anybody that's heard me talk knows that I'm constantly beating that drum, but that really came from you because you're, and I I just hadn't considered, I just was still in the mode of like marketing, like everybody else markets, which is the one to many. And like, let's just send out emails. Let's just send out the big blast on Facebook or whatever. And you help me see that. No, why don't you just call who people that are already love you, people that have already invested with you and give them that chance to do something. And then once you've filled it with them, maybe you might not even need anybody else. And right. so that was a really good.
2: And they feel good about it because you're giving them first chance, first yeah. dibs on, on those slots. And, so it works for everyone, but they come away feeling like, wow, that was really thoughtful that she would even think of me to, to do the to call me first before she lets this out to anybody else.
0: Yeah. And you are just a thoughtful person. Like you, you have the other thing that's great about you is that you really care about how other people's feel. And you're always, you're very attuned to like, how is this going to make somebody else feel? And so when I was running in and making you put people on hold and drawing my finger across my neck, once Once you got trained to, okay, this is kind of how we talk to our clients. We're not a business to business business, except for maybe some commercial work that we're doing, but typically we're, we're dealing with the end user and it needs to be a little bit more caring and loving and, and personal. And I realized like 99.9% of the time you were fine and everybody loved you and I didn't need to manage that. And so that's where we decided that separate offices were better. Right. Where I couldn't hear you and you couldn't hear me.
2: Yeah. The ladies got suspicious. If I said, Hey girl, you're looking skinny today. How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. And we've learned that with other employees of ours too. You always say, Oh, I wish I could just duplicate myself. But in reality, you don't want to do that because each person does have their own personality and their own nuances of how they approach things and how they talk to people. So you just want to bring out those strengths that they have to do it in a way that's going to give the client that feel that you want to give them.
0: Yeah. And a well-rounded team means that the client gets served in the best possible way in all areas. And so I never want to do What you're doing, and you never want to do what I'm doing. And so that is like, so I I love that. I think that's also, and if you're hiring, you know, a lot of these things that we're talking about can apply if you're looking to hire somebody, not just if your spouse is coming into your business, but looking at if this is somebody that's a good fit. So, one of the downsides of working together, it's not really a downside, but one of the things to consider is that we, even though we don't have the same office, but we do spend a lot of time together. So, we live together and we work together. And so that could be a lot of time together. So I found that it's helpful to drive separately to work because we used to drive to work together too, because I want to listen to my podcast and you want to listen to your French podcast. (laughs) And then that way we can leave, we can go when we want, we can come back when we want. So that kind of gives us a little bit of separation. Right. Is there anything else you can think of?
2: Well, and yeah, even just riding together, it was nice too because uh, we because we are doing different things at different times of the day. It made it easy to, if you if she needed to leave at a certain time, there was not this coordinating of, or pulling me away when I couldn't leave. You know, at a time that was not you're convenient. so
0: dedicated, and you don't because
2: ever, I'm usually done night and day. Yeah, you, you I mean, don't ever want to
0: leave <laughs> the office. <laughs> right? and Pull you out with your fingernails, <laughs> right. clawing the concrete on the way out.
2: No, but it's it's true. You got to have a little bit of space, especially with. Spouses working together, I think, and that dynamic is different for each couple. There, is some would require even more space; others maybe a little less. But we found a good mix where it works for us, and it has worked really well. One of the things I didn't mention before that I think is helpful is to make sure that you're cross-training employees on many tasks, because if I were the only one that knew Studio Plus Stratus, mm-hmm. and we didn't have other employees that knew how to do things in there, if it was up to basic, me, is what you're saying. <laughs> you've got to have people that over. can help cover things when you're gone on vacation. You can keep the billing going or whatever. Right. And so it's great. And I feel like that has added a lot of strength to our team because multiple people can step in and do a lot of similar things.
0: That's true. The other thing that was really helpful when you came in that from your manufacturing background, there were two other things that were really helpful. And this was before, actually before you came into the business. I don't know if you re- remember this conversation, but it was like, of course it was November because I was crying because I usually always cry at least once in November. And I was just saying, there's just so much work. I don't know how I'm going to get all of this done. And you said, well, have you looked at like how long each job takes you? Like, have you looked at, and you called it the critical path. Like, have you looked at, like, this has to be done and then this has to be done and then this has to be done. And how long is one job, like one session taking you? And I said, oh, I think it's about three hours, you know, or whatever. And you said, well, no, like you need to really look at that. And so you, you got into Excel and you did like a flow chart thing. And you said, tell me how many minutes and what else and what else and what else. And before we really looked at it, it was actually nine hours. Mm -hmm. By the time we did a consultation, a session, the reminder calls, the production, like all of the things, it, it was nine hours. So that was Eye opening for me to realize, wow. And then the other thing that you taught me that was really good too is you said, you know, when you are in manufacturing, you have different machines that, like, say, so say if it's even a machine and you're looking at this machine, that machine cannot run 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, because at some point there has to be downtime to maintain the machine, to service it, to whatever required, right? Right. You know, fix it. And he says, you're trying to run yourself like a machine and you're a human, like you actually have more needs than a machine would, but you're trying to run yourself like a machine. And that was, I didn't actually want to hear that. I'm talking about it now. Like it was a good thing back then. I think I resisted and didn't like that you said that to me, but now I look <laughs> back and I realize no, that was actually foundational because, you know, you're not an inexhaustible resource. Like at some point you have to have downtime, you have to sleep, you have to make dinner. You have to spend time with your family. You have to. And so you've always been more on the side of like, let's have balance in life. Let's enjoy the kids. Let's go mm-hmm. on vacations. Like let's live a more balanced life. And I've been like more work, do better. <laughs> How can we do better next year?
2: Do we have a few minutes where I could just, or even a couple yeah. of minutes where I can say something from the manufacturing world? So one thing that I saw over and over and over in manufacturing was. When people do scheduling, they typically, they would do backward scheduling. They'd say, here's my due date, and I got to figure out when all this stuff has to happen in order to meet that date. So client comes in, wants a bunch of portraits, and you say, oh yeah, I'll have it to you in three weeks or two weeks, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. And then you have your whole team pulling their hair out, trying to figure out how they're going to retouch, how they're going to get everything prepared to even get into production, you know, to printing or, or whatever. And you're in trouble right from the get-go. And so a lot of these companies that I saw were basing all their scheduling on what we call in the manufacturing, infinite loading, meaning our machines can handle as much as you can throw at them Mm. and they're operating 24-7. Well, it's not that way in our business or in most everybody else's business, business, any business, right? And so you start realizing these are finite resources, whether it's people, machines, whatever. and, And then you've got delays in uh, shipping times, if you're ordering stuff from a lab or whatever. And so the timing of all that makes it a lot more complicated to schedule things. And so we started realizing, okay, we need to be promising things a lot further out than we are. And under promise over deliver is what you have to do. So I think we've really fine tuned that into a way that now it's working really well and clients are pleasantly
0: surprised. Right. You have to factor in not just the lead times, but you have to factor in the human error time. Right. Right. That, you know, there's something going to come in from the lab, it's going to have some weird fleck in it, it's going to be, it's going to have to be reprinted, you know, and I mean, if anything, COVID has taught us, yeah, there's just lots of things that can possibly go wrong. Yeah. And especially
2: around the holidays, around the holidays, there's a lot of part-time helpers that Mm -hmm. are working at the labs and you'll all of a sudden realize, see a lot of problems that you never have seen throughout the year. And so that throws wrenches in everything.
0: Yeah, that is true. And the other thing too, that came from your manufacturing background was that idea of in pricing, we were figuring out pricing. I thought that I had the pricing pretty well figured out, you know, like I knew that time needed to be in there. I knew that materials needed to be in there, but you did that concept of the bill of materials of like, okay, every single solitary inch of ribbon, every piece of tissue, and then every, of the amount of time that it takes to tie that ribbon and to left that tissue. And so you really helped us tighten that up, you know, with that concept. That was really great.
2: Yeah. And that was a huge undertaking where Allison and I spent weeks, you know, and months even fine tuning it. But um, it was just sitting down and going through every one of those processes. And we were doing this when I was still kind of new coming in to the portrait business. So I didn't know a lot of this stuff. And so we both had to sit there and really hammer out. Okay, how long does it really take yeah, to do well, the, this? Yeah, well, the
0: biggest problem, which you don't even know this because you didn't go to imaging this year, but I had a huge slide with your picture on it when I said,
2: <laughs> "Oh boy." <laughs> when
0: I said how to not price your services was don't ask your family how much you think it should be, <laughs> because if you remember when we sat down and looked at the pricing, you were like, "Hun, there is no way we can charge this. This is ridiculous."
2: See, that's where the selective memory comes no, in. I just don't. That's think exactly that that's what right. you
0: said, and I said. You shut your mouth, I said, "You wait till December thirty first and then tell me what you think about these prices, and sure enough, you were like uh we, this we're not charging enough because this takes so much time to get this stuff right and get it done."
2: <laughs> Very true, yeah, it's easy to undervalue yourself for sure, and we did that.
0: Yeah, so was there anything that you learned from me now that I've just told all the good things about you?
2: <laughs> well, I've learned that I have an a- amazing wife, which I already knew that before. ATJ photo ever came about. But the other thing too, is I see an Allison just that she has that ability to basically push aside a lot of the the smaller things to look at the big picture and really see a lot of more clarity, I guess, of where the business is going, where the where the industry is going. And she's really had a desire to help educate others in whatever she finds that's good. And so for a long time, she has said, you know, I just, I really want to share the, what I've learned because I've tried to really dig in and work hard to learn all this stuff, but I want to share that with others. And I feel like that's always been a desire of hers. And so it's really exciting to me to see her going forward with that, with the rework and in the business too, when she's at trade shows or things and people are always asking questions and and as I went to the trade show with her, I always tease her, which she hates. But she, I told her, she's like a Elvis walking no, into the brother. walking into the trade show. Mm. I know she's shaking her head, rolling her eyes, but that's good. But it, the neat thing is that she can hopefully help someone, and, and usually it's a lot of people I know that can improve things in their business, and also she'll get a lot of ideas from others too that have helped us improve. And so that that constant sharing is is a huge strength of hers. She's a hard worker. When we first married, I used to be amazed at how many books she could read simultaneously. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning we would have this big wide headboard and she'd have, I don't know, 10 or 20 books stacked up on that thing. And I'm like, are you reading all those? And she's like, yeah. And most of them, (laughs) a lot of more business books, you know, just like how to do lighting or how did whatever, you know, but people, I I can't help but laugh because a lot of times people say, well, you know, what what is the quick takeaway? How can I, what can you tell me that, you know, would help me not have to read all these things? And she's like, well, it's pretty tough that you, she can share some things with you. But the fact is she's been willing to read about everything on the shelf, you know, about each of those subjects that she's talking about. And I saw those hours and hours of work or her laying up being up during the night, reading them on her phone, on a the phone version of a book. So it's just, you can't get away from that. There's a ton of hard work and she's been, had that work ethic from the get go and her dad had it, her mom, you know, her parents. And so she's done the same and emulated those same work ethics that they've had and it's paid off. But I think the other thing too, is that her ability to work with clients and to have that trust, you know, obtain that trust of theirs. And they know that she truly cares about them and their family. And when their kids come in, she knows them personally. She knows what's going on most of the time with, even with things in their life from social media or whatever. So it's just amazing to me to watch how she has been able to to do that in in a very real way, because it's just part of her core. It's part of her personality. And so I know a lot of times you hear people on podcasts or whatever. And you think, yeah, but is that really what they're like? You know, you, or, or like with movie stars, you always think, oh, well, that's the role they play, but right. how are they in real life? You know, this is how she is. She, what you see is what you get. And, and she is every bit to the core what she's talking about in each of the podcasts.
0: Wow. That was so nice. I actually asked that as kind of a joke, but thank you that, hen, that was so nice of you to say that. I don't know that in, that it's really that true, but it is. I think we make a good team and I am, so grateful that you were able to quit that job and that you were able to come into the business because it's been amazing for, I think for all of us, you know, it's been, we've kind of figured out our groove. We know we need to be in separate offices. (laughs) We know that we shouldn't write to work very often together and that we need to stay in our lane. And I need to listen to you when you're calling out detailed things. And you need to listen to me when I'm because you'll you'll tend to put the brakes on some things. Like if I'm seeing like we need to like run fast and run it run to grab an opportunity, you're more risk averse and you're more careful, and so sometimes it's it's good. It's a it's a good check. You know it does make me pause and think, but then sometimes I have to override that because you you'll want to like okay, well, let's just hold on, you know, off on that.
2: And it's not all roses, you know. Which oh, it totally you have is. It's totally
0: roses every second. <laughs> right.
2: It is funny because, and it's kind of brings a chuckle because every time what we call our busy season, you know, which all of you have the same, which is that September through December in particular, and October through December, even more so, I always used to think if we can just stay married until the end of the year, you know, right. and then start the new year <laughs> married. <laughs> we'll be doing well. And then January would come and you kind of breathe a huge sigh of relief that at least some of that blur is gone and you can like get back into a more normal business setting.
0: Well, I think (laughs) the thing that's good about our skill sets though, in that busy season, is that it's very front loaded for me because I'm shooting and consulting and I'm, so I'm way busy before you're busy. Right. Because you're on the back end. So you'll be you know, like, oh, I'm going to go fishing with the boys or I'm going to go, you know, hey, we got, we need to start that new series on Netflix or whatever. And I'm like, I'm going down for the count. Like I'm (laughs) going to like end my life. And you're talking about the Netflix series. And then I'll say, well, this is all coming for you. So you better hold on. And then as it starts to, you know, I've sold it, we've gotten through and then it goes into production. We hit November and I'm I'm sailing off into the Christmas sunset, trying to get Christmas figured out for the family, and you're like, "Life is so hard." And I'm like, "Hey, we got a new show on Netflix." And you're like, "I've got to go to bed. I can't handle it. I'm so busy." You know, so it's good that we're we're not to the wall at the same time. Like,
2: right? You know, so sure. one of
0: us can support the other while. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, what was this about you doing Christmas? I usually do all. You that, are so but...
0: full of crap. You never do anything for Christmas. You're like you're like lest lest anyone listening to this think you're perfect. You're just as shocked at what the kids got for Christmas as the kids are because you have no clue.
2: No, that's why I ask you before we, before they open.
0: What did we get? What them? did we get? Though? <laughs> yeah, no. However, you do laundry, dishes. you know you are a very evolved man. Oh, well, thank you. I'll definitely give you that. <laughs> You're the best. Anyway. Okay. Anything else you want to share before we sail off into this perfect sunset that we've created for ourselves?
2: (laughs) No, I think we've shared quite a bit. It's good.
0: Well, I appreciate you. I love you. You're the best, hon. Mm, Even though you didn't want to do this, even though you were totally bitter driving home.
2: I wanted to be the silent partner in this, in this relationship. Yeah.
0: Even though you didn't want to do it, you did such a good job. Oh, so that's also for those of you who are out there who don't want to try new things. Let this be a lesson to you (laughs) that you should try new things. So thank you. Love you.
2: Thank you. Love you too.
0: You know, the entire reason I started this podcast is because I am convinced I have the best job in the world. Being a portrait photographer fulfills so many needs. It's just meaningful. I get to be with amazing clients and their darling kids, and it's just so rewarding in so many ways. And I know that there are so many talented, amazing photographers out there that could be making a living, a better living for their family if they just tweaked a few things in their business. So if you know somebody who's struggling or that you know this podcast could help, please share it with them. Wherever you listen to your podcast, hit that little share link and send it to them because we want everybody to do better. And if you have a minute and you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to your podcast, it makes a huge difference in getting us exposure so that more and more photographers can learn how to have better businesses. So share and review if you have a minute. I'd so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here.